0: Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show we talk about all things wrestling. From AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to be covering Impacts Against All Odds and New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion. Now guys, before we get into this, I'm going to explain to you guys, some of you guys are going, Wait, New Japan? You're covering New Japan? New Japan has been out due to a pandemic outbreak over there and it started like on May 5th. Their last show was May 5th. At the time guys the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion was Will Osprey. Now as many of you might have seen when I did my prediction thing for Dominion Will Osprey had to vacate that title due to an injury. Fast forward to now. The everything seems to be clear enough to where AF to where New Japan Pro Wrestling can do their own small mini shows. They're not very big venues, guys, but they are shows that they're starting to pick back up again because things are in the clear to where they can do this. So now we have New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion that was on the 7th of June. So I'm going to cover that one. But before we get into Dominion, let's jump into Impacts Against All Odds because I know you guys are excited to find out exactly what happened on Impact. We start out with a video package focusing on Kenny's rising as the belt collector and his challenger Moose. It's a great promo, guys. It showcases what both competitors who are facing each other tonight for that Impact title. It shows how far they've come from where they started, how you know what they've su- you know what they succeeded in you know their you know in their own visual careers, and what they've done to get to this point. It's a great promo package. If you guys have not seen it, go on social media and look it up. It's an incredible package. You guys will not be disappointed. First match of the night, street fight. The Good Brothers versus Sammy Callahan, and he picked his partner, none other than Impact's own executive, Tommy Dreamer. This is an interesting fight, because Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer both had that elite fight that they do, that, you know, extreme fight. They're both loose cannons, so it's going to be, it's an interesting, going to be interesting setup when you put them against the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers are, you know, gung-ho fighters, you know, gung-ho performers. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, incredible performance, great fight. It was an incredible back-and-forth battle. You weren't really quite, when it first started, they came out in the ring, fighting in classic ring style. Doing their usual fight when all four members realized, wait a minute, we're in a street fight. Why are we here? And they head outside. Be chairs, tables, you know, ladders, fire extinguishers, tacks, everything was on the table. Literally, f- back and forth. Doc, you weren't sure if Doc Gallows was going to win. You weren't sure who was It was a back and forth fight between these four competitors. It ended, of course, with Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer winning the fight when Sammy Callahan puts Doc Gallows through a table that he had set up in the corner earlier in the match. Incredible, incredible match, guys. If you've not seen this match, go check out the street fight. It is a classic street fight between four of the best competitors in Impact right now. It's a really good match. I promise you guys won't be disappointed. Of course, after the match was over, Callahan gives Dream, you know, Dreamer the thumbs up, and they both pose on the top rope because it ended, of course, in the ring. They pose on the top rope. She'll showcase it. Hey, we won. We did good. Dreamer's kind of looking at Callahan with concern because Callahan, of course, is shouting at the camera that he's going to get Kenny, that he's going to you know beat Kenny, that Kenny's got it coming, that the, you know, the belt's coming back home to impact. He's literally screaming at the camera. I mean, really, you can tell Callahan is a loose cannon, a ticking time bomb ready to explode. I mean, explode. Of course, he reluctantly shakes his hand and they walk away. Interesting little setup between him and Dreamer because Dreamer and Callahan are kind of both are You know, that unpredictable fighter, so you're not quite sure. But Callahan is really, really tripping on that dark side, and he's really twisted. So, you never know what Callahan is going to pull. You never know what he's going to do. And whoever wins the Impact title tonight is going to be facing that loose cannon and that unpredictable performer at Slammiversary for their title. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens between Moose and Kenny and who ends up out on top and who ends up being the next victim possibly for Sammy Callahan it's going to be interesting to see what happens violent by design accompanied by Jordan Henry to the ring for his match he's facing Satoshi from New Japan interesting fight because Satoshi for those of you who have never seen him he is a Japanese legend I mean a legend in his own right He's an incredible fighter. Incredible you know, ring performer. You know, their two styles are totally different. Because, I mean, you got to think. Satoshi wrestles in New Japan. Pro wrestling. Donnelly wrestles in Impact. In the United States. So, the, manual, the wrestling styles are different. The rules are different. Things are set up differently. But, it is a great match. Of course, Satoshi doesn't come out alone. Eddie Edwards comes out with him because Eddie Edwards wants to make sure it's a fair fight between the two of them and that Violent by Design does not try to do something to cause, you know, a DQ or something like that. It's a great fight, back and forth. Violent by Design, of course, does try to cheat. Eddie Edwards makes sure they don't. It's a really good fight between the two. It showcases to the United States. Audience, what Satoshi is capable of. It shows what he can do and gives them a good idea of why he's such a Japanese legend. It's a great fight. Perfect Forbidden Door fight. Really, really good fight. Of course, it does end with Joe Donnery winning that match. Not exactly what I was expecting, especially with you bringing someone from the Forbidden Door over to face somebody in the States. But of course, like I said, Violent by design play a key role in everything that they do. And every person that's in violent by design helps each other out. It makes it very difficult if you're a singles competitor to face one person without having to face Eric Young and Dun- and Danner Dun- and Rhino. It's very and, you know, it's very hard to face them you know, one person alone without having to deal with the rest of violent by design. It was a great match though, guys. Great match. Go look it up. It's really good. Satoshi really showed what he could do, and I'm looking forward to seeing if we might see him a little bit more in impact. Heck, we might see him over, over in AEW. You never know. The sky's the limit when it comes to the Forbidden Door. The sky really is the limit. Decay's backstage. They're getting ready for their match. They have a tag match tonight, and Rosemary basically is saying it's time. The time is now. They're bringing all the championships back to Decay. They're going to bring back the knockout title and they're going to bring back the tag titles. It's going to be interesting. Rosemary is pretty good about making really interesting predictions. So, could we see that? Is it possible that Decay could get the whole kit and caboodle and then we've got a really big problem? Because Di- Decay is just as dangerous as Violent by design. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. It's real. I mean, it's going to be, and plus you get Deanna Perazzi versus Rosemary, that's going to be a fight from heck. You're not going to be, you know, knowing exactly what to expect. It's gonna be an interesting, interesting interesting prediction by Rosemary. It's gonna be interesting to see what the K, If Decay can truly bring back all the titles. X Division, number one contendership match. Fatal five way. Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Raju versus Petey Williams versus Trey Morgan. Interesting fight, guys. This fight was incredible. You had five of the most dominating competitors. In the ring. And it was good. This fight was back and forth. You weren't quite sure who was going to win. Your mind was racing. Who's going to face Josh Alexander for the X Division title? What are we going to see? It was good. The match was really, really good. It was getting really intense. Really good. And then what happens? Man, man, Fulton shows up midway through the match. And pushes Miguel off the top rope. And then a fight breaks down everywhere. Fulton literally just starts taking out everybody in the ring. Everybody. Nobody left standing. Takes them all out. You know, everybody again turns on Fulton because Fulton just caused, you know, a match to, you know, to be a no contest. And nobody was determined the winner. And they literally are attacking him. I mean, they powerbomb Fulton. You know, Fulton goes over and tries to drag... You know, the ref over the top of Miguel and Miguel. The ref's like, no, 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 no. I already declared it a no contest because you got involved. Nobody really won this match. Man Fulton isn't happy about it. He doesn't like the fact that it's a no contest. You know, he literally is walking up, you know, arguing with the ref. Telling the ref, no, 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 no. Ace hey, Austin won this match. You know, he won, fair and square. Blah, 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 blah. The ref tells him, nope, nope. So, no contest. You got involved. Nobody won. No decision. No decision. Fulton's you know, literally drag, you're dragging Austin up the ramp going, look, he won. Raise his hand. He won. We don't know who won. We don't know who's going to face Josh Alexander for his t- X division title. It's up in the air. Every single one of these competitors that were involved in this match had a fair shot. It was a, you know, it was a really good match. They were doing really good. And then Fulton had to get involved, causing even his own partner, Ace Austin, to lose a shot. Interesting to see what Scott DeMore is going to do with this. After all that has happened, it's going to be interesting to see what he's going to do. How he's going to determine who's going to face Josh Alexander next. Sky's the limit as to it. Is Fulton going to pay the consequences for his actions? What's going to happen? We don't know. Then we move to W. Morrissey versus Rich Swan. I told you guys this was going to be an impact it turned into a nasty brawl between the two of them. And in this match, did not disappoint. It was a nasty brawl. They really should have made this match an ODQ because these boys were tearing each other apart. It was it was incredible. Fantastic matchup. You you, you were back and forth. Ooh, we want Morrissey to win. Ooh, we want Swan to win. You weren't quite sure who was going to win this match. It was incredible to watch. It was a great match. Of course, it did end with Morrissey winning that match. But after the match Swan stands up after getting the heck beat out of him and basically gives tells Morrissey what he thinks about the fight leading me to believe that this match between Morrissey and Swan and Willie Mack is far from over it, it, it's escalating into something not quite sure what it's going to be but it's escalating into something it's a really good match something that needs to be watched to understand it's, it's incredible it's an incredible match then we move on to Tennille Dashwood with Caleb with a K, guys, with a K versus Jordana Grace and she comes out with Rachel Early. This match was set up because Jordana Grace jumped Rachel's spot and went to Scott DeMoor and said I want to fight against Tennille Dashwood. She's picking on me just as much as she's picking on anybody else in the locker room. I want a shot at her. Give it to me. So Scott DeMoor gave it to her at against all odds. It was a great match. It was an incredible match. Not, gonna I mean, you really were really rubbing. Mean, to me, I was rooting for Tanil all the way because Tanil is just so good. She's so dominating right now. She's incredible to watch. And, I, I mean, I love to watch her. I love to see what she's going to do next. It's incredible. Of course, it did end with Tanil winning that match. Congratulations to Tanil Dashwood. That was a hard fought victory. Hard fought. After the match is over, Grace is furious. She continues to shout at Erling, saying, You are the reason I lost. You're the reason. And she goes to Tanil and she goes, I'm going to show you what happens when you stick your nose where it doesn't belong. She turns around and attacks Caleb. Grace is beating the daylights out of Caleb. Caleb doesn't even have a chance to block himself. Security comes out trying to pry him apart. Rachel's trying to get Jordana off of... Caleb, Tenille's trying to get Grace off of Caleb. It's a nasty match. It's going to be interesting to see what happens between these between this group. It's, it's going to be interesting with Taylor Wild out. It's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. I'm interested in what's going to happen. I see great things for all these you know, all these women, but like I said, it's interesting. It's going to be really interesting. Fire and flare versus Kimberly and Susan for the Impact Tag Team Knockout Ch- Championship. I've told you guys how I feel about Fire and flare, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele, I've said it, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. They are really good, but they, to me, they've had these tag team titles long enough. They've dominated the tag team division long enough. Running around claiming that they are the only tag team in the division right now that deserves a shout out, you know, that they are the best in the world, blah, blah, blah. Uh-uh. But in saying that, I also cannot stand Kimberly and Susan. I don't know what is up with these two. I don't know what is going on in Susan's head. But it's clearly not, you know, she's not thinking on all cylinders. She's not thinking properly. This match... I was rooting for Fire and flare Because I normally don't... I say that... I preface that... I don't normally root for Fire and flare. But in this case... I wanted Fire and Flare to put Kimberly and Susan in their place... Finally. So they would shut up... Sit down... And start listening to what Deanna Parazzi is trying to tell them... Instead of trying to show each other up... And trying to be better than everybody else in the division. Fire and Flair and Susan and Kimberly brought the fight to each other. They showcased... Clearly, what they could do and why they are two of the best tag teams in Impact right now. Fire and Flair did win that match. I was very proud that they won that match because they put Kimberly and Susan in their place. Showing, showcasing, you can't step into our turf and claim that you're better than us. We're going to prove to you that you're not. You want to, you got all talk. You want to bring it up. Let's go. Let's fight. Let's prove this now. And they did. Congratulations to Fire and Flare. I'm glad they won. Looking forward to seeing who's going to come after Fire and Flare next for those tag titles. Could it be Havoc and Rosemary? Yes, it could. It could possibly be, and that would be an interesting little fight that I would be looking forward to seeing. Now we move on to the tag team championship match, Violent by Design versus Decay. This is the match I told you guys we needed to watch because Rosemary made a prediction that Decay was going to get those titles she normally most of the time is not wrong on a prediction and the match really looked like at the beginning that decay might actually have it they were literally given rhino and honoree a run for their money eric young and them tried to interfere several times but but the K was on it. They were making sure that there was no outside interference coming from the rest of Violent by, by Design. It was a great match. Incredible match. The turning point in that match that swang toward Violent by Design's favor is when they were doing a move and Black Taurus was literally going to flip over the ring ropes and nail Rhino into the ring ring barrier on the outside. When he flipped and landed, he landed hard. He landed wrong and his legs started giving him problems. It was almost like it was just literally dangling from him. He's hopping on one foot, one leg, trying to finish this match, even though the refs should have called it. as you know, due to medical stoppage, Tor- Black Torres wasn't having it. Crazy Steve wasn't having it. It was an interesting fight, but it, of course it did end with Violent by Design winning that match. Violent by Design should have won it, anyways, because. Black Taurus was hurt. He was hurt bad. You could obviously tell he was hurt bad. Could, you know, could we see, could it could be a while before we see decay, all of decay. Don't know what's going on. Hope that Black Taurus is okay. Hope that, you know, he isn't badly injured and that he's going to be out for a while. Because Black Taurus is really good. Him and Crazy Steve are a dominating force. So, it's 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 going to be, I'm interested to see what's going to happen, you know, involving your Violent by Design. Like I said, anybody could take those titles at anniversary Anybody. It could be anybody, and I'm kind of hoping that Finn Juice takes up the, you know, and says, "Okay, hey, we're going to take him on because we deserve a rematch." Hoping for that, but we're going to see what happens. We're just we'll have to wait and see. Impact Knockout Championship: The Virtuosa Diana Parazzi versus Rosemary. I told you guys this one was going to be interesting because one, we were I wasn't sure if Havoc might come out to help her. wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. Rosemary's a twisted competitor. A twisted her and Alexa her and Alexa Bliss would be perfect partners. Her and Abaddon would be perfect partners. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, Rosemary is twisted. So it was going to be interesting to see how the virtuoso Dana Par- Diana Parasi could hold up against Rosemary. And she really was having a hard time. Rosemary was not letting up. She was not going to lose without a hard fight. And it was a really good fight between the girls. Rosemary really showcased that she really deserved that knockout title. She gave Diana Parasi a run for her money. Deanna Parazzi of course did win that match, but like I said guys, it was not an easy match a lot of mind games being played a lot of twisted things going on that Deanna Parazzi is just not used to having when she faces a competitor so it's it's you know it's interesting it's a really it was a really fun and cool match to see. Interesting to see who's going to come after Deanna next now we move on guys to the main event Kenny Omega versus Moose for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship at AEW's home base, Daly's Place. I told you guys, this match was going to be interesting. I wasn't quite sure. I knew Kenny was going to have some competition. He was running into a roadblock known as Moose. Moose, if you've not seen him, go look him up on social media. This guy is a powerhouse and a force to be reckoned with. Kenny was running into a serious speed hump when it came to Moose and I was right. Moose did not let up. This man was relentless. Everything that Kenny threw at him, Moose countered. Two V-triggers kicked out. Three V-triggers kicked out. Everything one winged angel countered everything that he tried Moose had an answer for it was an interesting and crazy matchup back and forth you I mean literally you weren't quite sure who was going to get this match because Moose just really pushed Kenny to his breaking point the part that got me was the fact Moose had him Moose had him set up for a spear, a deadly spear that would have literally put Kenny out, Impact Title One. What happens? The young bucks come out. Who didn't figure Don Callis would have something up his sleeve to make it look good? Now remember, guys, this is in Daly's place. This is in AEW territory. Should have knew that was gonna come. On commentary, you've got, of course, the Impact Commentary team. You've got Don Callis. You've got Tony Khan. And you've got Scott Demore watching this unfold. Finally, after the Bucks interfere, Kenny gets the One-Winged Angel for the win. Now we know, Slammiversary is going to be Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Heavyweight title. This is going to get ugly, guys. This is going to get really ugly. But what happened after the match, Don Callis could not plan. There was no way to foretell what was going to happen. Keep in mind what I'm about to tell you, you're going to scratch your head on. Think about it and you'll figure it out. They're celebrating. The elite is celebrating in the ring. Kenny is wore out. He literally is sitting on his knees after an exhausted fight against Moose. The lights go out in Daly's place. I mean, Daly's place goes blackout, goes completely dark. You can't see the hand in front of your face dark. Promo pops up on the screen, at the top of the screen, with a white. Box in the center of the white box is a face with blacked-out cross, you know, X's across the eyes and a thing across the mouth. And on the bottom of it, it says "I see you." The box and Kenny are trying to figure out what is going on. Down Callis is trying to figure out what's going on. When the lights come back on, Sammy Callahan is standing in the middle of. In the middle of the AEW Daily's Place ring, Sammy Callahan. He had a match with the Good Brothers earlier in the match, against all odds. Here he is now, standing in the middle of the ring. The Bucks are trying to get Kenny's attention, trying to get him to get up, get up, get up, get up. Turn around, look behind you, get up, get up, get up. Dawn is starting to freak out. Scott Demora and Tony Khan get a grin on their face, like looky here, look what happens. Told you, we promised that he wouldn't interfere in the match between him and Moose. We never said anything about it. after the match was over. They're trying to get Kenny to get up. The Bucks turn around. Matt, you know, Matt Jackson runs toward him. Sammy Callahan. Whoop! Baseball bat, literally, almost takes his head off. Flip in, over end over in. Nick Jackson goes whoop! Baseball bat. Kenny turns around to try to get past Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan whack across the head. Hits the ground. Impact title falls the crowd that's there at Daily's Place going nuts. Don Callis is freaking out. He gets up and goes, no, 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 no. Stop. No. This is not happening. The, come on, Sammy. You can't do this. Sammy. Sammy, think about this. Think about it. He's trying to reason with Sammy Callahan. Trying to get Sammy Callahan to, you know, you understand this isn't a good idea. This is not how we deal with things. This is not how we handle things. Sammy ain't hearing it. Sammy gets out of the ring, grabs a chair, throws it over the ring, ropes right beside, close chair, beside a knocked out Kenny Omega grabs the chair, opens it up, and puts it over between Kenny's face and his arm, and he has the bat in hand. Aims it back to swing at it, and Don goes, whoa, no. Sammy Callahan, you're fired from Impact World Wrestling. What? Wait a minute. Now all of you know, Don Callis is no longer an executive. He has no role in Impact World whatsoever. And Scott DeVore is mad. He is furious. He gets up and starts chasing him to the back, telling him, get to the back. Get to the back. Right now. You have no authority. He is pushing Don Callis to the back. Sammy Callahan is literally standing up on the ropes going, come at me bro. Let's go. I I dare you. Luckily enough, the Bucks get Kenny out before Sammy takes another swing. It's messed up. Not quite sure what is going to happen with this. We all know Don Callis is no longer an executive in Impact. He has no say-so over anybody in Impact World Wrestling. So technically, by default, he cannot fire Sammy Callahan. Only Scott Demore can fire Sammy Callahan. We all know Sammy Callahan is going to face Kenny Omega at anniversary. Sammy Callahan has said he's going to be in Impact on Thursday night. And he told Don Callis, I'm coming for your king. And there's nobody in Impact Wrestling that can stop me from bringing that title back where it belongs with Impact. He's made it perfectly clear, firing or not, he's going to be there. This is going to be an interesting story. Interesting way to set up Slam adversaries fight between Kenny Omega and Sami Callahan. Interesting to see how Scott demore is going to deal with the fact that Don Callis just told Sammy Callahan he's fired. When we all know Don Callis doesn't have that authority. He's just a manager. Interesting to see how Tony Khan deals with what Don did at AEW at Daly's place. Interesting to see what's going to happen between these two companies involving Don Callis. Could we see Don Callis be told he cannot be at ringside for either Sammy Callahan's match at Slammiversary, and he can't be at ringside for Jungle Boys versus Kenny Omega. Could the good, good Brothers and the Bucks be banned from ringside? And if they are, if they do show up, and Don Callis shows up, t- Kenny Omega automatically loses the title. Not quite sure what they're going to do with this. Going to be interesting to see what happens with AEW and Impact going to be interesting because Kenny is the factor between these two five, these two companies and it's going to be interesting what happens with Jungle Boy and what happens with Sammy Callahan going to be interesting guys you need to keep an eye on this you need to watch it this is one you need to watch if you've not seen the ending to Kenny Omega's fight go on Impact Social Media on Twitter and watch this ending it is an incredible ending it shows you if you've not seen Sammy Callahan it shows you what kind of a loose cannon Sammy Callahan really is and what links he'll go to to prove a point Kenny's got a serious target on his back and Sammy Callahan's going to plow right through him it's coming I see it it's coming he just doesn't see it yet. It's coming. Now, as I told you guys, New Japan Pro Wrestling has been out for a while since May 5th. Of course, I told you guys that last week that Will Ospreay had to vacate the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship due to a neck injury, which sent him back to England, and he's not able to perform, and he could be out for six months to a year. This leads up to currently on June 7th, Two about two weeks, about two days before the pay per view was the pay per view happened, New Japan Pro Wrestling reported they were going back on the road, it was going to be small venues around Japan, and that everybody would get a chance to see New Japan Pro Wrestling back in full force. They also announced Dominion and that there would be f- you know, four matches at Dominion, guys. Normally, New Japan's pay-per-views are a lot larger than that, but you got to think. They're working off of coming back from uh, you know, something related to the pandemic, being, you know, being out of working due to the pandemic going on over in New Japan. So, four matches was good enough way to start. So, they announced there would be four matches, including a match between Tangi and Okada for the vacated IWGP World Heavyweight title. Now we're going to go into Dominion, guys, and now we're going to give you the match. For those of you who have not seen New Japan Pro Wrestling, I suggest you get online. And go check this out. If you have a Roku, go to the Roku channel on Thursdays at 5 o'clock. They run New Japan Pro Wrestling. Granted, it's back from 2020, but it gives you an idea of what goes on in New Japan. It gives you a taste of all the superstars that are over there in New Japan. With that being said, we go to New Japan Dominion. First match is the Bullet Club. Most of you in the wrestling world know exactly who the Bullet Club is. Don't even have to go into it. Don't even have to go into details. If you don't, I suggest you get on social media and look these guys up. Because these guys are lethal. They are a lethal team. I'm warning you. They are lethal, lethal, lethal. Several members from AEW... Currently, our former Bullet Club members, including Kenny Omega. So, I suggest you guys go check this, check them out. But, it's Bullet Club versus Hashi, Goda, Yoshihashi, and Ishii. It was a great match, guys. Now, granted, they have a six; they have a, between a 40 and a 60-minute time limit on matches. Unlike us over here that do 20 to 30 minutes, they kind of extend the matches out a little longer because... These matches can get grueling. These matches can get dangerous. Instead of having a 10 count on the outside of the ring, you have a twenty-minute, a 20 second count. Totally different grand scale. These two teams literally brought the house down. They literally proved what they can do. If you've not seen these teams, go look at them. They are incredible. I mean, they are incredible. It ended, of course, with the Bullet Club winning that match. Evil got the win. If you guys have not seen Evil... Go check this guy out. This guy is one dangerous man. He is dangerous and a valued member to Jay White's Bullet Club. I'm telling you, that's the best acquisition that Switchblade got for Bullet Club was evil because he is a seriously dangerous man. And he he got the win. It was an incredible win, but he got it. Incredible. Then we move on to the second match. Shogun versus Los Adamus Japanos. For those of you who don't know, over there in New Japan, there are groups, teams together. You got chaos, you've got Bullet Club, you've got different teams, and a lot of the wrestlers are in these teams. They work together. they, they kind of they not just work together, but they also have singles matches outside. Okada being the leader of chaos, Naito being the leader of Japanos. It's, you know, Jay White, Switchblade being the leader of Bullet Club. It's different groups. Together, they kind of, you know, Shogun, they have their groups that work together. Jack Sabre Jr., part of Shogun. It's an interesting little setup. Like I told you guys, if you've not seen New Japan, go check them out. They are incredible incredible matches. Incredible matches. One of the people that I recommend, there's several people I recommend, like I said, Evil, check him out. Switchblade, Jay White, go check him out. Okada, the Rainmaker, check him out. Sonata the Silver Skull. Go check him out. Naito. Check him out. There's a ton of great Yoshihashi. There are some great wrestlers in New Japan right now. Hopefully with the Forbidden Door being kicked open by AEW and Impact and Ring of Honor, we might see these guys jump over and get to see them in the United States against some of our competitors. It's It's interesting, but like I said, it was Shogun versus Japanos. Great matchup, incredible matchup. Weren't quite sure who was going to win. You back and forth, Naito, you know, every it was an incredible fight. It ended with Silver Skull Sonata getting the pin with Skull in against Jack Saber Jr. Incredible, it was a credible. What they call a bridged skull end. You rarely see Sonata use this. Rarely does he use a bridged skull end. When he puts you in that, there is no getting out of it. Zack Sabre Jr. tapped that immediately. There's no, because I mean, he I mean, literally bends you back. There's no getting out of it. It's an incredible match with Japanos. winning that, of course. Incredible. Sonata, incredible move. And, I mean, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I told you guys, these guys. And they're incredible to watch. They really are. It's incredible, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Then, of course, we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Yo versus El Desperado. If you've not, as many of you are probably going, hey, we've heard of El Desperado. Where have we seen that name? He is also from Ring of Honor. For those of you who watch Ring of Honor, you know who I'm talking about. For those of you who haven't, go check out El Desperado. This guy is absolutely incredible. Yo, incredible. Yo come back from a tor- torn MCL, torn ACL and he literally has dominated the singles division. Literally dominated. He has, of course, he has his tag team partner which is absolutely uh, they, right now they're doing really good as tag team, you know, the, the tag team division. They've been tag team champions before. I mean, it's incredible. This match was a really good match. Between El Desperado and Yo. It was an incredible match. Weren't quite sure. El Desperado literally had to really work for this win. And he got it. But he got it barely. He barely squeaked by. After the match was over. El Desperado walked over. Helped Yo up. And showed a sign of respect by shaking his hand. That shows just what kind of a person El Desperado is. Just what kind of champion he is. He's incredible. No matter what he does, he's incredible. Whether he's the Ring of Honor television champion, or whether he's the Junior Heavyweight champion, he's incredible. He's incredible in everything that he does. But after the match was over, El Fantasma and the Bone Collector come out to say they want to face yo... And his tag team partner, and give him a shot at the IWGP Tag Team Championships. This could be interesting because these guys have feuded before. These two teams have literally passed those tag belts between them both, back and forth, back and forth. It's interesting. It's going to be an interesting match, guys. If you've not seen them, go check them out. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I promise you, you won't. Then we move on to Jeff Cobbs versus Kota Ibushi. I told you guys last week that Kota Ibushi is on fire right now. He was formerly the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And he was dang good at being champion. Kota is someone you really need to pay attention to. He's someone you need to recognize. Jeff Cobbs, another great wrestler. Another great ring ring performer you put these two together and it is going to be a fight that you will not forget and it was I wasn't quite sure if Coda could take Jeff Cobbs because Cobbs is literally a dangerous force to be reckoned with when you get in the ring with him it's not an easy win and it wasn't back and forth back and forth I mean you weren't quite sure but Jeff pushed it he pushed it too far by mocking Coda to the point that dark side of Coda Bushi come out and he let loose and when he lets loose in that dark side, there ain't no shutting it off. Once it starts, it don't stop until he completely destroys you in the ring. And that's exactly what he did. He defeated Jeff Cobbs in a brutal fashion. I mean, brutal fashion. It was a nasty fight, but it was a good fight. If you want to go check it out, go check it out on social media. It's Jeff Cobbs versus Kota abushi I promise you guys, you will not be disappointed in this match. It's well worth a look at. We move on to the main event. The, va- the, the tie the main event. The vacated IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Tangi versus Okada the Rainmaker. Guys if you don't know Okada you will. Get on social media and go look up the Rainmaker. He is the longest reigning IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. This is man when he gets into a ring. You take notice. You take notice. Not to mention the dragon. He's great. He's fantastic. He brings a fight to whatever opponent he faces. He brought the fight to Will Offsbury when he faced Offsbury for the title the same night that Offsbury got injured. It was an incre- I mean, incredible fight between those two. These two made it even better. It, if you have, like I said, if you haven't seen these two, go look them up. Go look up Tongi and go look up oh, you go look up Okada. I promise you guys you will not be disappointed. These two literally brought the house down. They literally improved. Who could really be the better person to take that vacated title? It was a great matchup. Incredible matchup. Really, for the longest time we thought Okada might actually get his title back. It was a good fight. It ended, of course, with the dragon tongue getting that title very happy he got it he deserved it it was a well deserved win for him there was respect between him and okada you know a lot of respect you know looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with this iwgp heavyweight championship after the match of course he addressed the crowd the small crowd that was there and told them the future's looking bright for the, IWGB, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. That he's going to bring honor and restore, restore honor within the ring and the title. While he's in the middle of talking, his next opponent comes out to challenge him for the title. Guys, it is none other than the former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Okota Obushi. This fight is going to be epic! It is going to be a fight I suggest you watch. Because this is going to be something that will be talked about on social media everywhere. These two competitors are going to bring out the best in each other. And they're also going to showcase what they can do. And it's going to be for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Could Coda get it back? We don't know the sky's the limit as to where this title is going to go and what is going to happen with it. Guys, like I said, if you've not watched New Japan Pro Wrestling, go look it up. Go watch it. Go check out these superstars. Go see what it's all about because I'm promising you you're not going to be disappointed and you're not going to be let down you're going to see some great matches some great work and like I said if you have a Roku it comes on the Roku channel every Thursday at 5. Granted it's back from 2020 but it gives you an idea of what to expect and it gets you caught up to what is going on right now currently with IWGP it showcases a lot of good matches that if you haven't seen it you get a chance to see it it's really good to and i'm telling you it's worth watching it really is it's really worth watching as a wrestling fan fan and as a female fan who had never watched new japan before sitting down and watching this it's incredible it's mind-blowing i promise you guys you won't be disappointed thank you guys again for listening because without you guys there would be no me there would be no podcast for in the ring with brandy so i appreciate you guys i really do Again, like I told you, give me a shout out on my social media. You know, Whatever you want to talk about in the world of wrestling, whether it be New Japan, whether it be Ring of Honor, whether it be you know NXT, NXT UK, SmackDown, Raw, AEW, Impact, NWA, Evolve, whatever it is, guys, I would love to hear what you have to say. I would love to hear your input and your insight and what you guys think is going what might be going on next in the wrestling world, what we could expect, what we could expect from the forbidden door, what we could expect in WWE. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say. Again, follow me on my social media. Give me a shout on my social media on my Facebook. On my Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, or on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. Guys, I'm looking forward to bringing y'all more wrestling action next week. Of course, next week we have takeover in your house. We've got a lot going on next week. So, I'm looking forward to bringing, you know, more wrestling action to you guys. I I love hearing y'all's opinions. I love hearing your comments. Don't be afraid to give me a shout out, guys. Don't be afraid. We'll see you next time, guys, with more wrestling action. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night.